In a land where there are no heroes In a land where nothing is free The Skyway men will guide you home again As long as you can pay their fee The eerie stillness of civil dawn is interrupted by the sound of armored footsteps. Steel moves against steel with a clamorous sound that is perceptible, if not surprisingly quiet, compared to the weight of the full plate armor that garbs this figure. Even more ominous is the color of this suit. It is a remarkably smooth and unmarred coat of bright blood red. Embossments of barbed branches jut proudly from the breastplate, at the center of which is a solitary round fruit, which serves as the namesake for this knight commander's order. Even accounting for all the inlays, ornate designs, and the bright color, perhaps the most important detail of the armor is the cylindrical helmet. The bucket helm is the signature touch on the uniform of the Order of Bloodfruit. It is the most dehumanizing element. Lacking all but a small slit for vision, these helmets make the knights of this order into dispassionate sentinels, deathbringers of unforgiving justice. Though they are oath-bound to serve honorable causes above all else, they often evoke fear in the hearts of all those who are unfortunate enough to cross their paths. Sir Saverin moves quick, with long, slow strides between each step. Housekeepers doing early chores find excuses to head back indoors when they see him coming. Behind him, a squire keeps in tow, carrying his massive broadsword, a work of art unto itself with beautiful gold filigree, holding decorative rubies in the hilt and pommel. Further behind the knight is the fish market, a structure built long ago, a century even before Cantaretta was ripped from the earth and lofted into the sky. Now most of the fish market has been repurposed as a distribution center for fresh water, one of the many challenges that face a city on a floating island. One small unit in this building, however, is an office for the local skywaymen. To take jobs, other sky dwellers just wouldn't dare. What are skywaymen, you might ask? Well, a long time ago, they might have been robbers and ne'er-do-wells, some gentlemen thieves and some straight-up bandits. Now, they are heroes for hire. The only folks brave enough to leave the safety of the Sky Cities and brave the cursed old world on the ground. The competitive nature of their work means they usually act alone, but today, as the sun finally begins to peek over the horizon, three such Skywaymen sit in this office, awaiting a curious opportunity. Who would like to first describe their character? Hey, can you clear up? Is it blood fruit, you said? Or blood orange? Blood fruit? Blood, blood fruit, yeah, it's a different. Blood or is it the order of? The order of blood fruit. Okay, thank you. I was really enthralled and half-throated them. Not the order of the blood fruit, because that's too close to the order of the quartz yep, cross. Yep. <laughs> yes, but it's just the order of blood fruit. Blood fruit, which is a fantasy okay. fruit. It's something that I invented. <laughs> okay. okay. A very original invention that I invented. I, I've decided for the first time in 120 episodes to take notes. Um, 
Saverin. S A V R I G N. I'm not going to spell all of this. It's just in here spelling everything for you. Describe your character. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be good and take notes. And Ian, what is your name? My name is. Sir Saverin, and you can spell that S-I-R space S-A-V-A-R-I-N-E. Sir Saverin. I was so close. And you will be playing that this whole time? I, well, yes. I am, hello, I am Sir Saverin, and I'm your GM. So please roll for initiative. <laughs> Why would you say it like that? <laughs> you use the term sky dwellers. Are we sky dwellers? Is everybody sky, dwe- squ- sky dwellers? Squy dwellers. That's a good question. The, squ- the sky dwellers and the squy dwellers are actually <laughs> rival families. It's kind of a Romeo and Juliet situation. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Skyway men are kind of an in-between situation. You are privileged to live in the safety of the Sky Islands when you're not doing your jobs, but the reason why you're allowed to live up here is because you do your jobs. So, who are we referring to when we say sky dwellers? Rich people and the people that work for them. Okay. Thank you. I'm taking notes. <laughs> We're taking notes. We're being good players this time. Any other setting questions? They're important. I think it's important. You know, people want to okay. know. I don't know if you're being sarcastic, but I do have a question. <laughs> no, no. People are sitting okay. in their in their lawn chairs, which is mm-hmm. how I imagine most <laughs> how I listen to podcasts. <laughs> in lawn chairs. With their coconut drinks and their mm-hmm. curly straws. Mm-hmm. And they're they're asking these questions. And then when you ask the same questions that they had just asked, they're like, see? They feel seen. Yeah, it's like yeah, that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme. For describing my character purposes, am I in my civvies or am I in some sort of Skyway men uniform? I think that when you come to this office, you're expecting to be sent away. So describe you in your, in your uniform. Okay. Your most battle-ready of costumes. Okay, so we have liberties with the costume. It's not all the same costume. <laughs> See, I was curious, yeah. Yeah, no, there's no work uniform here. You're just contracted heroes. That was a great question. Thank you so much. I care a lot about the outfits my characters <laughs> wear in any game I play. You all do have to wear these silly little hats, though. <laughs> well, they have not. propellers on them so we can get between the sky cities. <laughs> I didn't even know I was wearing clothes, so I have to think Where about is my You're all nude. Well, oh, fuck. We can collab on yours, Katie, because Tovalar have particular types of clothes that they wear ryan you were asking a question okay. though what was your what were you saying oh mine was just where's my tiny pencil because i just had it <laughs> uh, that i cannot 10 like. minutes in <laughs> i can't start a campaign or finish one without my tiny pencil. ryan can i ask you a question about your tiny pencil <laughs> I, you know no one ever does so <laughs> Is this the same tiny pencil yes. you've been using for I have the, yes. the three same years of this tiny show? Tiny pencil for three years. That's why it's so important to me, Ian. It's good luck. It's so tiny. I imagine. <laughs> How does it still exist? And it's yeah. so tiny. I can't stress to you. <laughs> oh, you I'm pretty it. sure I'm not the only one that didn't take a single note for the entirety of our first season. So, <laughs> I mean, I barely took notes for <laughs> for our first yeah. season. So. I've prepped more for this session than the entirety yeah. of season one. Of <laughs> oh, man, I feel like we just released this last five minutes on Patreon, and then we'll start the real episode right here. Okay. The early stillness of civil dumb. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, my Doom's God. interrupted by the sound of armored footsteps. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna introduce my character now, if that's okay. I like. I just want to talk about the phrase "civil dawn." It's very. It's a beautiful term. I have a cousin named Dawn, and she's pretty civil. Civil dawn, or Sybil dawn. <laughs> the early stillness of civil oh dawn. <laughs> I, I got fall asleep. <laughs> okay, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Hello, everybody. I am playing Celeste, or Cell, if you're nasty. Who are you? Hi, everybody. I'm Kat. <laughs> he, him. And I'm playing Celeste, or Cell, also he, him. And I am a bisonite. I know what you're thinking. I've never heard of a bisonite. Well, let me tell you about them. Bisonites are humanoid bisons. I am a little over six feet tall. Shaggy brown hair all over my body. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and make the executive decision here that I have hooves and I don't have human feet, but I do have human hands because it would be very hard to do fantasy adventuring with hoof hands. I kind of want to explore this though. <laughs> I like that you just said hooves and then you said hoofs. Yeah, I'd like, you know, we have an international audience. I want everybody to feel heard and seen. This is a real katana katana situation, and it I is. love it. Yeah, but usually people say katana or katana. Mm-hmm. They don't say katana. Not a fury, and not katana. me. <laughs> uh, I have a pair of small horns atop my head, which prop nicely my large cowboy hat. Oh, I love it. I am also wearing denim pants and a denim shirt. I have a satchel across my chest with all of my necessary items. There is a lasso on my hip and a slingshot tucked into the back of my pants. Celeste is very muscular, a very beefy bisonite. Not an intimidating demeanor, I don't think. Very chill, very southern cowboy, just here to help out. Where would you clock his height? As I said at the beginning, a little over six feet tall. Oh, well, I wasn't listening to any of that. That's fine. (laughs) I know I'm going to hear it in the recording. You will, but I want you to know I'm not uh, massively tall. I, I'm, you know, just a little taller than I am, IRL. Okay, let me see if I have any other questions for you. You're wearing double denim, nice little... Canadian tuxedo, yeah. <laughs> the Kingdom of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and let's see, you've got your slingshot, you've got your cool, cool shit. Do you wear, like, boots over your hooves, or can we just see the hooves? I think you can just see the hooves. I don't think boots would... Uh... Be very comfortable. As much as I'd love to be wearing cowboy boots. Boots wouldn't behoove you. They would not behoove you. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you. I Thank hate you, you so <laughs> But yeah, that is Celeste. I'm excited to be here. Side note, Ryan, are you as excited as I am for the moment we get to name an episode The Cell Saga? Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. We can finally make the Dragon Ball random. Z joke. A word about the setting here as it relates to bisonites. Bisonites are primarily not from this area. They're from the far northern plains. And so he's sort of an outsider here, as uh, I think a few of our characters might be. But let's get to that. So, Katie, why don't you tell us about your character? Hello. Hi. My name's Katie. Oh. (laughs) It's so nice to meet you. (laughs) Hold on. I just scratched the foot out of 
This what the fuck I gave him fucking What? I was trying to cross my legs and I literally scratched the shit out of my foot on a bolt on my yeah, chair. I, just, I scratched oh my the foot out of you my You guys can't just sit still and talk to a microphone, I'm, can I'm you? Twitching. Okay. Hi. Hi. I'm Katie. Oh. Hello. She, her. Hello. I am playing. Mm-hmm. I'm playing Cord. She, they pronouns. Cord is a young a Tovalar. Did I say it right? Yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll see myself now. <laughs> you fucking nailed it, honestly. Yes, I am a young a Tova. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking too hard. Oh I am. If you guys thought that this season would be any different than any of the others. <laughs> You were drastically mistaken. Yeah, my my dramatic intro has been foiled immediately, and I love it. Welcome to my life. <laughs> I am a young Tovalar, which is a squirrel-like humanoid, like a flying squirrel, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, not those scary buff ones that you showed me a picture of. Yeah, so <laughs> we have a little bit of a dissonance here between our headcanons, and that's fine. That's totally fine. You know, it's like in um, it's like in Elder Scrolls how some of the Khajiit are cat people and some of them are just cats, right? Like, this is a race. This is a fantasy sp- species. Yeah, you didn't know that? In, in, no! In, in Khajiit lore, some of them are just magical, sentient cats. It, it, they've, they've never actually had them in the video game. But uh, anyway, we don't have to go into all this <laughs> right now. We should be seeing it in the next Elder Scrolls that comes out in 10 years. Yeah, right. Yeah, 100 years from now, when we're all dust in the wind, you will all see this. You will all know. Uh, but for now, I'll just explain the Otovalar. I conceived of them. As, you, you ever see that movie? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no one has. The answer to your question is no. <laughs> Which movie? To say no. <laughs> Kangaroo Ninja movie. They don't look like squirrels. I can tell you that. You ever see that movie, The Warriors of Virtue, and those like scary looking kangaroo fucking people? That's that's what I base the Otovalar out of. But they kind of have more of like a flying squirrel. Like they've got webbed arms. Mm-hmm. So Katie's character, Cord is more of like a cute looking <laughs> squirrel one. It's you know it's like humans how some I'm of them more are more like a red wall than a whatever it's the like fuck how movie you said. Humans are ugly. Yeah, what was that? Some humans are <laughs> that, No, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like how some of us look busted and some of us look great. <laughs> I won't say who. I won't say who. I'm imagining a sugar glider. Is it like a sugar glider? What the yeah, fuck is a sugar I... glider? It's oh a flying squirrel, but like kind of humanoid. It's like a mini's flying squirrel. It's not at all humanoid. It's not a kangaroo. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what I think I look like. It's like a little cute. flying squirrel, but kind of humanoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You definitely like Katie with wings between her arms. <laughs> you definitely have some human-ish features, but you're a little fuzzy yes. creature. You're a little fuzzy, little fuzzy girl, little fuzzy teenager. How little? I think like four feet tall. Was that what we discussed? I felt like, I think I said three feet was too short. We well, probably have two feet. Is that funny? God damn it. <laughs> I fucking hate you. 
not too. You did a. You can't do a hoof joke and a foot joke in the oh, same. Oh, I can. Minutes. I can do whatever I want. This is my show again. I've taken back the reins. You had your time in the sun, Katie, and whimsy world. Now uh-huh, this is uh-huh. fucking Cantaretta. Okay, I'm a, a four foot tall, beautiful flying squirrel humanoid. <laughs> I think I have like light brown fur, but like you know, like white on the face, like a like a squirrel. I think that, and Ian, you can chime in because you just mentioned this, but I think in my head, Cord is wearing like. I'm thinking like a robe with like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the arms cut out. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like a piece that goes over and then I have, have it tied in the middle with like a belt of some sort. Um, that way, if I need to literally take flight or something, it's easy for me to outstretch <laughs> my flaps. Like, do you fly naked every time you fly? <laughs> no, I have like I have like almost like a I would say it's like a like a garment that looks like a pillowcase, like the way it goes over, because mm-hmm. it also has to have holes for my mouth. for your eyes. It's like when people like cut their jerseys. The pillowcase goes over my head. <laughs> it's like when people cut their jerseys down farther yeah. so you can, you know, see in yeah. there. See in so unfold your wings. My face is not covered. <laughs> yeah, and I have a, I carry a staff. Which, <laughs> like a group of people that work for you? Or? <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> no, I have, I have, yeah, I have a staff. I was like, that is what it's called, right? It's a humble staff. And cool. I wear it on my back. <laughs> I do believe I have a humble staff. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. it. (laughs) (laughs) I also am a barefoot creature, Mm -hmm. but I don't have hooves, thankfully. I just, just wow. Yeah, if I step on something sharp, I won't even feel that shit. Your little soft pads will be in pain for days. Little talons down there. I could, are we all just barefoot? I think we're all just barefoot. Again, (laughs) don't have feet. That's fine. I also have a little satchel. My satchel's better than Cap's satchel. (laughs) Oh, interesting. But it's miniature. It, I'm just kidding. It, I wear it around my waist on the inside. It's full of secrets. Okay. So like loose-fitting robes, cutouts mm-hmm. for your little arm flaps, your little glidey <laughs> flaps. You have a pretty short snout. Not all Otoval are due, so that's worth noting. And you, you said you're young. You said how young are you? She is about... 17 or 18. Awesome. A teenager is probably not common in this profession. So uh, that'll be interesting to to explore as we go through this mini arc. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Awesome. Uh, Okay, Ryan, tell us about your character. Hello. Hello. I am Ryan. (laughs) I am playing Gree, who is a bombin. Oh. He, him pronouns all around. It's for me and Gree. Cool. I love that phrase. I love what you just did. <laughs> Bauman are, you could compare them kind of to, uh, if you like Star Wars, kind of to a Wookiee. Whoa. To anything else, kind of like a bugbear. Okay. It's a big hairy guy, but uh, very intelligent. 
on the hairy scale from, you know, human being the least hairy, bugbear being in the middle, and Wookiee being on the far end, where do Bauman lie? More on the bugbear scale, we're scruffy. Real scruffy. It's like a really scruffy dude that looks kind of... Like, big dude, very scruffy. Kind of like more primate. And I think we decided that Bauman were kind of like fringe... There's not like a city of Bauman somewhere that people go to. It's more like they're just creatures from the woods. Yeah, we're a very rare breed in general. Cool. Yeah, so it's it's definitely not a very common thing you come across. So, What's Gree looking like? What's Gree wearing? Gree wears some shorts that are cut off, like kind of torn up a little bit, and... A sleeveless vest kind of situation. Okay. Like, Gree doesn't wear sleeves, but he's got, like, a vest thing that's kind of armor-esque, like, kind of leather armor-y. Leather armor, maybe, like, a pad of steel in a sensitive area kind of thing, but yeah. not, like, yeah. okay, gotcha, gotcha. But he stays very light. Love that. And, yeah, if you were to look at my fur, I'm very black and gray and it's not an age thing that's just kind of what we look like gotcha i would say you could compare agree to a late 30s dude okay does that make sense so not like a young young man but not like you know super old yeah yeah you've definitely been around the block a little bit i think same for cell is that right? Kind of an older dude? Yeah, I think mid to late 30s, if not early 40. I haven't really thought about it. Maybe he's uh, just turned 40. Well, happy birthday. Oh, two men and a baby. <laughs> what kind of weaponry is Gree packing? What kind of weapons do you got? What do you have? What do you have? He mostly specializes with swords. He's got two short swords. Love it. Love a sword. And he rocks a... Very small crossbow that's kind of just like a handheld crossbow that you can just kind of, you know, whip out. Okay. I am like 6'11". Oh, okay. So you're the tall boy. I am very tall. Are you, uh, do you stand straight? Uh, not always. Okay. <laughs> like, most of the time I do. When I run, I kind of use my hands. Oh, that's cool. Oh, fuck yeah. So you sometimes go predator mode. <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, That's really I, scary. <laughs> like primatey. Do you do parkour? Oh, yeah. I'm very. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I invented parkour in this world. But yeah, when I stand up tall, I am very tall. I'm like 6'11". I love that. My brother's like 7'2". I'm the small one. I also have a companion, my best friend, my partner in crime, Lilomi. Did we name Lilomi? Like, it's either a barrier or a barberine, I think. Yeah, those were the two we came up with. I think we would barrier. I liked barrier more. Barrier. Okay. You were between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I like barrier more. I win. Okay. <laughs> that was my turn. Hello, Green. I am Lilomi. And I okay. am. Okay. No. I'm out. You today. 
yeah, I don't this think barrier Lil- talk. I don't think Lilomi talks. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's I'm gonna declare that right now. I've been working on that one for a couple of weeks. I think oh I, I really I, cook it up towards that joke this whole time. I think I understand Lilomi just in the sense of you understand your pets. Sure, sure, of course. And a barrier we decided looks kind of like a bear cat, or what was the other word for it that you liked better? Binturong. Uh, binturong. Yeah, binturong. A bear cat or a binturong, which is to say it's sort of a... It's a giant raccoon. Yeah, it doesn't have the coloring <laughs> of a raccoon, but it does have the kind of general anatomy. But it has like a long tail, yeah? Yeah, very long tail. It's very agile. It can use its tail to climb many things and hang from things but it it acts basically similar to a raccoon but it's a little bit larger people from around here wouldn't see them in the in real life in the wild except for yours and so anything they may have heard of them may be exaggerated they may be thought to have like you know powers or good luck or you know things things like this we are both a very rare pair which kind of brings me and Lilomi a lot closer just sure. in general like everyone sees us roll up and it's just a whoa cool what a fuzzy bunch <laughs> oops all fairies <laughs> ironically i mean so greek kind of has some some skin showing mm-hmm. right like there's patches that aren't furry right kind of like a bugbear yeah a little bit yeah okay okay cool so ironically i mean you probably have longer hair than the otovalar uh, cord but but it's not covering your entire self. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. I love my fuzzy little critters I got to work with here. In summation, we've got a beefy, chunky bison man with a slingshot. We've got a short, little, wiry teenager with a quarterstaff. And we have a very tall, furry boy <laughs> with two swords. Uh, in case you haven't figured it out yet, I know we've given zero indication to this, but we're playing a game called Iron Sworn. Mm-hmm. It's an awesome, awesome Powered by the Apocalypse game. It's a little bit different than pretty much anything we've played. Very excited. It's got a different dice system, which we'll get into uh, when we roll dice today. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to say about it, but basically a fantasy game. It has a lot of emphasis on managing momentum and your supply, and it's got a lot of moves. It's got more moves than, I think, any PBTA <laughs> game we've played, but we'll get into that when it happens. For now, I think you're all waiting for your boss to come in. You're usually not all three here together, unless it's just a chance uh, passing past two ships passing in the night. So we don't know each other, really, other than, like, we've seen each other? Yeah, I mean, you may have seen each other, you may have met, you may have done things together, but you've never been hired together. That doesn't really happen. I think y'all might be mistaken. This is a one-man opportunity. Y'all can come back tomorrow, maybe they'll have something for you. I roll my beady little eyes. Ain't you a little thing? (laughs) I'm gonna flip you off, don't you dare. Okay. That was a really cool flip you just did. Uh, I understand. You can stay. I didn't flip. (laughs) (laughs) I would never flip. (laughs) I didn't flip. I I saw you flip. (laughs) I didn't flip. I flipped him off with my little tiny squirrel See, the little rodent agrees with me. We all saw you flip. Anyway. Lomi's a marsupial. 
Now, what are y'all on about? Seems to me there's been some sort of miscommunication. And y'all are here for my job, which... I, uh, I can't work under these conditions. Should not be the case. I believe I'm here for my job. These two old men voices. <laughs> yeah, maybe they're giving away, like, uh, you know, free oh, ice cream or something downstairs. You can go down there. Are your parents around? I was trying to think of a fantasy way to say boomers, and I can't think of it. <laughs> Bombers. Oh, <laughs> but he's a bombing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boss, gonna be here any second. You two scoop. What's your name, big fella? I like your energy. Well, ain't she a tall drink of water? I'm Celeste. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'll put my hand out. Name's Gray. Short name, tall man. I like it. Easy to remember. Weak name, big fella. Yeah, Celeste seems a uh, very, very nice, I guess. Yeah, you know my parents. Always had their head in the stars. What's your little feller's name? Uh, this here's Lomi. I don't know this little feller over here. So, uh... I was about to ask, does that one belong to you too? You collector? Well, Lilomi doesn't belong to me. She's just my, uh, companion. Yeah, who saved who? I understand. Yeah, <coughs> I've got my own dreams and motivations! <laughs> Is anyone else here like a yeah, pitch ringing in your ear? There's something coming from the stars that has nothing to do with my companion. <laughs> it is very irritating and very distracting. <laughs> How about you, young fella? What about just looking down at you? <laughs> I'm like, I am physically looking down. <laughs> yeah. My name is Cord, and I am not a fella. Oh, blimey, I, my apologies. It is a pleasure to meet you, Cord. You seem very angry. Does that make me a fella? Lots of fellas are angry a lot of the time. They got a real problem with it. The name's Gree. It's nice to meet you. Yep, that's Gree. I'm Celeste. Little ones below me and you two better be scooting. I believe we're all here for the same job, if I had to take a guess. You all got, like, the secret message like I got... A secret letter with the, the come here at this time. Oh, did you get, get the, the tattoo? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't. definitely did not get a tattoo. My hair is uh, far too coarse. It's all piercings for me all the way down. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to sit back down and pretend like you two aren't here. So, uh, there's a deck of cards here. You're any Anyone up for a game of cards? <laughs> 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 No, thanks. Well, hell yeah, I'll play. Never turned down a game of cards. No cheating. A big card wins. I think that's how this works when you play cards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> big card. In the famous Cantaretta card game, just called Cards, if you draw <laughs> the big card, you win. <laughs> They're all different sizes. Put your hand in a bag. bag. <laughs> yeah. And whoever gets the biggest card wins. But you do have to draw them all to make sure there's not a bigger card still in there. It's a very long game and it's very boring. Yeah, I think I see them start to play big card or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> game. <laughs> and I'm going to sit down 
further away from them and just roll my eyes. <laughs> Great. Yeah, as they start to play this <laughs> frank, card. frankly absurd card game. <laughs> yes. We're going to sell this game to our fans, okay? <laughs> For $40 a month, you can get a, a nice custom-made set. You can play cards. <laughs> we'll send you one card. card of a varying size every month. Is it the big card? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? If you get the big card, you win. But how do you know it's the biggest one? I don't know. <laughs> and that's big card. <laughs> we were worried about making up a game to gamble with in this world and we Ryan did it immediately. Ryan did it immediately, yep. <laughs> I love it. Finally in walks the proprietor of this establishment. For a human, they are tall. They're a lean person with loose-fitting robes, between the folds of which you can see a chest-binding wrap of white bandages. Their face is decorated with scars and wrinkles that tell stories of many hard-won battles and their muscles are lightly padded with the softness of old age. This is your boss, Jaguar. Hey. Hey. Hey, I know you. Yeah, I named this character after Jaguar. I I, I actually messaged Jaguar, and I made sure it was okay. <laughs> Aw. Well, if it ain't my favorite workers. How in the depths of Nanane's wheelbarrow are you? Hi there, Jaguar. Good to see you agree? Always good. Not entirely too used to meeting under these circumstances. And I look to the two others in the room. But it is good to see you. Well, Sal, when I started this business, folks thought it would never work. They said folk like you are criminal. I saw things another way. I knew most thieves steal out of necessity. That if I put a few coins in your purses, gave you a comfortable life up here where it's safe. The dreaded Skyway men of the world could be just as good as the heroes of Lottie and Joe's day. Look around at this shoddy office of mine. It's time to make a change. Again. Time to step it up. And that's why it's not just one of you here today. I know y'all prefer to work alone. I'm the same way. But look. I have a big job here. A bona fide, highfalutin client. Willing to take a gamble with us. I need all three of you for this one. Now, is it going to be like a lump sum payment that we're all going to split? Or is there like a trickle-down seniority sort of thing? I fly solo. You you, you fly solo. You're telling me, you this little bitty fucking teenager, you don't work, you don't want to work with these Two, two strong warriors. <laughs> You're a fool. Boomer. I didn't take you for a fool, Cord. I, I, th- I thought I was throwing you a bone getting, getting you in this, gr- this crew. I think y'all work well together. So you want me to work with these lugs? I don't want you to. You're gonna. And it's gonna be good for all of us. Now, if we're gonna be training new recruits, I'm gonna need a little extra on the side. I'm not new. This one ain't even waist high. I'm an Otovla. I'm just short. <laughs> Cordy doesn't need training. She's a clever little thing. Otovlar got all kinds of tinkering skills and wisdom that you ain't got. You're big bisonite ways. You're a big strong boy, but... Thank you. I can also fit in very small holes. 
And well, that's what I got this little lass for. What do I need you? Greet. I know you don't want to live with the Andersons forever. You want a bigger place? You want a place of your own? You don't want to live in a barn? You got to do this job for me. With these two fine warriors. I, I'm not putting the scraps together. Y'all, y'all, y'all have all done good work for me. This one doesn't even know what cards are. Kids just aren't into to big card like our generation. <laughs> yeah, we used to sit around the campfires playing big card all night, no distractions. I'm older than all of you. I remember when it was still called little card. My God. Well, that just doesn't make any sense. The cards get bigger over time. Pretty soon, Cordy's generation, they're going to come up with a game called Even Bigger Card, and you're going to be screwed because you're not going to know how to play it. Now get up there and do this job. I guess we could all teach each other a little something, huh, Jaguar? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Even Bigger Card, you pre- you'll probably just find the bigger card. That's All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I can't say... Who exactly is hiring you? But it has to do with the night order of blood fruit. You see, down in old Canaretta, some asshole is posing to be one of them and extorting the locals. If they send one of their knights or anyone officially connected to them, it'll give this guy credence. So your job is to find him and stop him by whatever means you choose. Bring back his knockoff helmet. I don't care if it's got his head in it or not. Don't fuck it up. With this client, we won't have another chance. All right. I have a question. All right. Ian. Sorry, Ian. (laughs) Oh, let me go get him. Is Ian still in the room? (laughs) Yes, what's your question? Like, as, since the audience, I assume, doesn't know, like, as Skyway men, are we, like, mercenaries? Like, do we specifically mm-hmm. kill people, or are we... I mean, you basically do whatever is asked of you. Okay. Uh, I think... We're not, like, assassins, necessarily. You decide what your character's morals are like, but... Yeah. In general, you're not above being murderers or thieves or whatever has been asked of you. But it's under kind of this guise of this is the closest thing we got to heroes, right? Yeah. All right, now everybody, everybody put your iron on the table. They put a dagger down in front, on the desk in front of them. I feel like Greed takes out two short swords, dagger... Uh, some kind of little crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> some pocket knives. He just just puts all of his weaponry up there. Can it be whatever we want, or is there a specific list of items we have? As long as it's made of iron. I'm assuming some of Gree's things are made of steel, but isn't, I mean, steel's just iron alloy, I think, anyway. Nerd. <laughs> Yeah, you you tell me. I know you don't fight with anything metal. You just have your staff, but you can have like a doodad. I know Cell has something cool. Would it be weird to have like a little like necklace out of iron? I like that. What do you call that? A talus? A, no. Talisman? <laughs> Talisman? A talisman? Is that, is that a necklace? I love that. It could be like a hand-me-down from your family or something like that. Yes, and it's, like, tucked deep in my my robes. I have to, like, pull it out. (laughs) 
Okay, is it like stuck in there? <laughs> no, it's just not something I normally show people. Do you need a hand? Are you okay? Do you have like itch real deep down that you can't quite get? Don't touch me. <laughs> okay. Sell. So what do you put on the table? I have around my neck as well, which uh, is now less exciting than it was a few minutes ago. Sorry. <laughs> I have a <laughs> astrolabe. It is circular and pops out into concentric rings and things to help me navigate the stars. Well, mm. navigate by the stars. It doesn't make me fly into space or anything. Cool. Is it like palm size? Like how, how big is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's my palm size, which is large. I have, I have big meaty claws, but yeah, palm sized. Okay. As soon. <laughs> Ryan, are you okay? <laughs> it's, it's big meaty paws are about the size of his astrolabe. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> I mean, what? Astrolabe does kind of sound like a sex thing. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm sorry. I've been trying to be contained throughout that entire description. I just... Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, whenever... <laughs> when everybody puts their iron on the table, Jaguar says, May our hearts be forged in metal to brave whatever comes. An iron vow to do what must be done. May, May our hearts be forged in metal, metal, metal to brave whatever, whatever comes. And an iron vow to do what must be done. It's lovely to meet you. I'm Natalie, and I'm here with my friends to tell you about the next podcast series you're about to fall in love with. We are the Storyteller Squad. Have you ever wished for an actual play podcast that combined cozy slice of life with exciting fantasy adventures? Do you enjoy dramatic musical scores, original character themes, and immersive sound effects? Do you wish more shows would allow queer characters to exist beyond the angst of a will-they-won't-they dynamic and actually get to experience a healthy relationship together? Then join us as our beloved heroes face monstrous, mysterious, and magical dangers. All while finding the time to get coffee with their girlfriends or flirt awkwardly with their roommates. We are the 10 Hours Lo-Fi Mix for autumnal lesbians and witchy cryptids of actual play podcasts. That's one hell of a tagline. It's clearly what the people want. Plus, it's way too late to change our brand of storytelling now. So check out our queer-led Monster of the Week actual play series, where we flirt with the monsters about as often as we fight them. Stop making the monsters so wholesome and hot, Natalie. No, I don't think I will. Good. You can find the Storyteller Squad wherever you listen to podcasts. And on social media at Story Squadcast. See you out there, adventurers. Okay, everybody. Ready to start again? Uh, hold on. No, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I need to hydrate. Let's... Have an adventure. Hello and welcome.
Welcome to Shrimp and Crits. As always, I want to thank you for listening. Woo! It feels good to be back in the saddle, baby. Look at me. I bet you thought I was never going to GM again, didn't you? Didn't you? You did, didn't you? But I'm back. <laughs> My name... <laughs> My name is Ian, and as you can tell, I am excited. I'm excited to be back as the GM of Shrimp and Crits, your favorite actual play podcast with a southern twist. I do actually have a lot of announcements, so I'm going to try to be quick here, since this is our first official episode since we went on hiatus to focus on Patreon stuff. Shrimp and Crits live premieres this Thursday, February 29th, and will be bi-weekly from then. We have a great cast, Dre from Bad Heroes. We have Jess, a good friend of the show. She's been on some Patreon content already, The Lost Legend of Camerlo. And we have Cap, and we have me. And the first thing we're going to be playing is Monster of the Week. So if you miss us playing Monster of the Week, you're like, hey, season one was so great. I want more Monster of the Week content. There it is. Here it is. So <laughs> lots of good reasons to check out our live stream. You can go follow us on twitch.tv slash shrimp and crits pod. That's shrimp and crits P-O-D. Uh, important to follow us because we need to gain affiliate status, which unfortunately Twitch locks a lot of its functionality behind this affiliate window. We're almost there, but we do need your follows and we need you to stay in touch with us there and get ready. I've been streaming some Stardew Valley also. <laughs> I've been playing Stardew Valley as Seab Tate, which has been very fun. The chat has been really interactive. You can see a clip or two from that on our channel if you go check it out now also i need your questions i need your questions about the mini arcs about arcadia about whimsy world about skyway men and even if you have any lingering questions from gullicochica or tallahassee nights any kind of questions about the show or us about our personalities about our lives you're welcome to ask Please submit those via email, shrimpandcritspodcast at gmail.com. All one word, shrimpandcritspodcast at gmail.com. You can send those questions in. There's also a channel on our Patreon Discord server where you can submit those questions. So please get those to us. We're going to do a Q&A episode right after Skyway Men wraps up, and that will be when we'll announce Season 2. I hope you're excited for Season 2. One final big bullet point I have here is that we have obviously recorded the Tallahassee Nights finale. If you're listening to that on Patreon, it will be out March 4th. Uh, I've got it almost finished editing, then I'm going to start on the music and all that good stuff. So uh, please uh, be excited for that. And subscribe to us on Patreon, by the way. I have no new patrons to thank this month, but there's so much good Patreon content. With more on the way, I have a few things that I want to record before we start Season 2 so we can get some random actual play content on there. Very excited for my concepts, but I just want to keep that in my vest real quick. I want to keep that closer to the vest. I don't want to tell you about it. At the beginning of the segment, you heard a trailer from the Storyteller Squad, our good, good friends, and we have a few things we want to tell you about them. They want you to know that they're appearing at PAX East, and they've got their recap and onboarding episodes out for folks who want to get caught up and join in on the new episodes sooner, which I think is really cool. Natalie is a great friend of the show, so go support Storyteller Squad. 
as always, we need to emphasize word of mouth. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We're back. We're back to bi-weekly. Very excited about that. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Shrimp and Crits. You can find us on Blue Sky at shrimpandcrits.com. I love that our .com's in there. Uh, you can also just go to our link tree and find all the links to all the things. That's super fun. If you haven't already, please rate, review, and follow. That's a big thing uh, now, right, on most of these is they want you to follow. Like I said, we're a bi-weekly show. God, it feels so good to say we're back. We're bi-weekly again. Yes, I love this. Uh, <laughs> the next episode will be March 11th. It's already recorded. We will see you then. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Okay, any more questions for Jaguar, or are we going to head out? Did we get some sort of dossier? You need to go to Old Cantaretta, which is the half of Cantaretta that's still on the ground. Mm -hmm. And you need to find this pretender and stop him via murder or whatever else. But you need to bring back that helmet, the bucket helmet that I described in the intro. Of the blood fruit order. Right, but this... This person's bucket helmet was, will almost certainly be not as well constructed. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Love it. Oh, yeah. You, you'll mind if I get uh, one of those candies there for, for the little one? Oh, sure. No worries. I definitely thought that was potpourri this whole time. I would have taken one. Some of them are potpourri and some of them are candies. A little trick. I am already out the door. Oh, they're gone. They're gone. They left. How about you, other little one? Uh, oh, well, I guess the other one's uh, gone. Way. Here you go, little homie. <laughs> Thank you! Oh my god. <laughs> no. Does anyone else hear that? Tell me you hear that. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jaguar, it was a pleasure as always. Uh, good to see you again. Hope the family is well. I will bring you back the helmet of this pretender. With or without the help of these two... Uh, Let's call them trainees. It will be completely with the help of me, and I will be bringing you back this helmet. Listen, we both might have our hands on this helmet when we bring it back. Uh, I don't think that it is going to affect our uh, business acumen and how we handle this job. I don't really give a shit which one of you has hands on the helmet. Yeah, yes, no, I figured that makes sense. If you would see, I have much bigger hands and... So my hands will be taking up most of the room on the helmet. Now it's a dick fight. You both have pretty big hands. <laughs> Jaguar, stop. <laughs> why don't you put them, why don't you put them together? Okay, I stick my head back in the door and I say <laughs> while we're high-fiving, I say, "Oi! Let's fucking go." You heard her. Don't want to have this young buck show you Boys up, do you? Yeah, right, right, okay. all right. Uh, let's go. You mind if I grab one more of those candies? God damn it. Is it a fucking Werther's? <laughs> Is it the Werther's original? You you're fucking ancient man. You're testing your luck. We'll be, we'll be seeing you soon. <laughs> okay. 
The three of you leave Jaguar's office, heading west toward the stables where their mule is kept. Cantaretta is starting to stir with a little more energy as the morning advances. Aromas of fresh-baked pastries start to hide the less pleasant smells of city life. Uh, it's not long before you're approached by a young woman who Gree recognizes as Goldie Anderson. Gree, Gree! She jumps up into your arms and starts petting Lilomi. <coughs> hey there, Goldie. Where are you going? Me and Lilomi got a job here. Oh yeah? Who are they? Uh, this little one's Cord. Not quite sure about that one. The big one over here is uh, Celeste. I wave. Hey there, little one. It is a pleasure to meet you. You're not that big. You're not as big as Gree. Well, sir, he's more of a dense one, ain't he? Yeah. Yeah, can't knock me over. Got a real good center of gravity. Come on, try it. I brace myself <sighs> for the kid to try to knock me over. <laughs> <laughs> she she giggles and she hops down out of Gree's arms and goes over and tries to push you. <laughs> I, I fall on my ass like I make a big show. <laughs> oh, you got me. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, this is actually a little concerning. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think she yeah. laughs. She just laughs and laughs. Uh, she says, are you leaving Canaretta? Briefly. As I always do. You know, I'll be back. Just got to go off for a job. Daddy says it's dirty down in old Canaretta and that the people down there don't live to be old men like Papa. Well, kiddo, you know what I've said about Daddy. And we don't have to repeat it here. Do douche <laughs> bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can take care of myself. You know, I'm from down there. Yeah, but now you're safe with us. That's why you live in the barn. You live in the barn? This kid's kind of a piece of shit, huh? <laughs> I sometimes stay in the barn. They don't let you in the house? I don't need in the house. <laughs> Goldie <laughs> You know Goldie I stay in a uh, a lot of places You haven't been in the house Ever since you peed in the floor <laughs> Just kidding <laughs> It was a really no. nice rug It was one time And I had just finished the biggest job of my life <laughs> <laughs> I heard Lottie Twig is in town is, is she here to make you a night Can I meet her please please can I meet her? Please, Gree, please. You heard Lottie's in town? Oh. Does this name mean anything, Darcy? Yeah, I was about to ask. Roll a history chat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it means nothing <laughs> to me. I'm just going off of it. <laughs> yeah, no, everyone knows a little bit about Lottie Twig. There's two great heroes of old that they were sort of the last great heroes of this age where heroes were even a thing. You know, now... Things are dire and dangerous. There's really no such thing as a real hero. But Lottie Twig and Joe Crumb used to travel the world, you know, helping people. They were also a singing duo. Uh, but yeah, Lottie Twig is kind of this bigger the hair, closer to, mm -hmm. you know, the, the gods. Kind of, kind of late. She's very old at this point, but she's still around. She is also, you would know, the one who does the magic that lifts the cities into the sky. She was the one that lifted these uh, sky cities up, these islands. 
So she's not like a ruler per se, but she is one of the most influential people in the Sky Kingdoms. You could say she's got a pretty busy nine to five, right? <laughs> I refuse to laugh. Hmm. <laughs> I, <refuse>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Goldie runs off with her friends. They're throwing around a small puffy bird called a pluff who seems to enjoy this game somehow. Uh, you say a pluff? Yeah, a pluff. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, those little arts and crafts, little fuzzball things. Yeah, like a, a squish ball, like a like a, a soft ball. It's like that, but it's got a, a beak and it seems to enjoy flying around as these kids pass it back and forth. Pass the pluff. That's fun to say. If you all like to move on, get some supplies, I'll have uh, a word with Goldie here. We'll meet you at the mule. Okay, so you're splitting up? <laughs> yep. Already? So, Gree, Goldie kind of runs away from you to go play with your friends, and you walk over to them? You follow them? Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you say? Well, hey, kiddo, I'm on my way out. If you want to say bye to Lilomi. Bye, Lilomi! Can I, uh, can I have a hug? <laughs> yes. She puts her arms up. I'll be back soon, all right? Okay, Gree. See you real soon, kiddo. All right, when you get back, you're taking me to meet Lottie Twig. Because I'm going to be a hero just like her. At this rate, kiddo, I think you'll be taking me to meet Lottie Twig. So uh, we'll see who wins there. See you soon. One of her friends throws the pluff a little bit too hard, and Goldie is looking at you. She doesn't see it coming. It's about to hit her in the face, and it will be really embarrassing and terrible for her if that happens. Oh, I will snag that so easily. Okay, I think that this is a face oh danger roll, which is when you attempt something risky or react to an imminent threat, envision your action, and roll. So one of the fun things about Iron Sworn is on some of these rolls, you get to choose which rating you roll as long as you can justify it in the fiction so if you act with speed agility or precision roll plus edge if you act with charm loyalty or courage roll plus heart if you roll with aggressive action forceful defense strength or endurance roll plus iron uh, with deception stealth trickery roll shadow with expertise insight or observation roll wits so uh, i think i'm rolling plus heart because i'm protecting her Charm, loyalty, or courage. Loyalty, right? Yeah, but I mean, you're not, you're acting out of loyalty. I wouldn't say that you're acting with loyalty. I would, I would, if you're trying to catch a ball, I would say this is probably speed, agility, or precision, which would be edge. Edge, okay. If you were like, of course, this doesn't make sense in this situation, but if you were like standing up to the ball with courage, or like if you were sticking (laughs) up for her, that would be maybe with heart, but this is, I think this is with edge. Okay. In this system, you roll two D10 and one D6. And what am I looking to get? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've got, from the D10, I've got 14 plus three, 17. Sorry, no, no. Give me the individual numbers. Don't add them up. Oh, so I've got a 10. And a four on the D10, and I've got a three on the D6. Okay, so in this system, 
you're, like I said, rolling 2d10 and 1d6. The 2d10 are your challenge dice. The d6 is your action die. So the total of your action die, your stat, and any adds is your action score. So what is your edge? Plus one. So that means four is your total. That's your action score. Your action score has to beat the challenge dice, which your four matches the four, obviously loses to the ten. So this is a miss unless you burn momentum. Now, momentum, you can burn your momentum to cancel one of the challenge die. Now, everyone starts with their momentum at two, so there's nothing you can do here. This is a miss. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, but so I'm rolling two D10, and then the D6 is what's supposed to beat the D10? Yes, but each D10 is a different number. You don't you don't add them together. Okay. Pretty much you're rolling your own DC every roll. Exactly. So your difficulty, like if, it, if we're thinking in D&D terms, mm-hmm. you rolled a 10 and a 4. That means your DC is both 4 and 10. If you beat both DC, it's a full success. If you only beat one DC, it's a mixed success. Uh, okay, yeah. It's like a mix of D&D and Monster of the Week. It's very interesting. So on a miss you fail or your progress is undetermined by a dramatic and costly turn of events. So yeah, I think that you just barely missed this. And I think that this bird hits her in the back of the head and her friends start laughing and she starts crying. Well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is practice for the real world when this inevitably happens to your own daughter. <laughs> I'm gonna hand her a short sword. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not no. actually gonna do that. <laughs> Take this knife. <laughs> uh how do I discreetly roll an intimidation roll on these kids? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call this Face danger again, but I'm going to call this with heart. You're, you're trying to stand up for this young girl. But yeah, tell me, you stand up to your full height. What do you say to these kids? I don't know if I want to say anything. I think I just want to kind of like give them all the evil eye and like just kind of hiss. Okay, cool. <laughs> roll, roll plus heart. All right. Okay, so that's a six. On the D6, and I've got a 10 and a 3 on the 10s. Okay, 6 is plus your heart? Yeah. Cool. So this is a weak hit, or a mixed success, as we're used to saying. On a weak hit, you succeed, but face a troublesome cost. Choose one. You can basically suffer minus one momentum, you can endure harm, you can endure stress, or suffer one supply. I would say the ones that make sense here are momentum or stress. Yeah, I guess so. Unless you're going to give her something. So if I roll a 10, there's just, that's pretty much just, it has to be a mixed success, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of seeing, yeah, exactly, 10 is your It sucks that my only rolls, I've rolled 10s. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine that will change as we play more, but hopefully, (laughs) hopefully anyway. 
my good rolling is really biting me in the ass in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About fucking time. Yeah, for real. So you're going to suffer minus one momentum. The old Mo. They definitely stop laughing when you glare at them like this. You can tell there's definitely some, like, you know, tension between these kids as there, you know, always will be. But she quits crying and she looks at you and she kind of gives you a little half-hearted smile and then runs off to play. I'll see you around, kid. Be good. And I'll make my way out. Okay. Cell and Cord, when you get to the stable, you come to Jaguar's Mule. Chucky. Hate it. We'll just wait till you hear what Chucky is. Uh, Chucky is a large, strong bird that resembles a vulture, except it only has one centered eye like a cyclops. And its wings are shaped. They're still feathered, but they're shaped like bat wings. When he's not in flight, he can walk around on all fours. It's practical, but not necessarily graceful. Vulture, black feathers, bald head, big scaly talons, one eye, crawls around like a scary bat. Sounds like one of the Beatles. Did y'all know the voice of Chuck E. Cheese right now is the singer of Bowling for Soup? Sorry, just <laughs> random, random knowledge. <laughs> no, but that's wild. Yeah, uh, he is. He is now the voice of. Chucky. I'll never unknow it. <laughs> Go on. Have uh, Have Chucky and I met? <laughs> Anytime you've gone to Old Cantaretta, back down to the old world, Chucky, at least by way of job of Jaguar's job, yeah, yeah. it's been by carriage of Chucky. And what Chucky does is there's kind of like. If you there's, of course, not hot air balloons in this world, but if you picture the basket of a hot air balloon, but it has a handle above it, Chucky flies up and grabs this basket and carries you down. Well, hey there, old man. Your plumage is looking mighty shiny. Someone been cleaning you up a little bit. Thank you. Yes, I've been grooming myself really nicely. (laughs) Yeah. When did Lomi get here? (laughs) Oh, shit. It's in the rafters. (laughs) No. Chucky coos with like this, like low, like. Yeah, I'm gonna go up and pet his beak. Mm. Uh, well, unfortunately for you, Chuck, uh, we got a couple more hangers on today. It's not gonna be just me going down there. We got a cord here, and there's a big hairy one on the way. I wave. Cord, you met Chuck before? Yes. All right. Cord is such a little shit. <laughs> Well, I guess I'll start setting up uh, while we wait on Gree to get back. You been in the city long? I've been here for some time now, yes. You fitting to be real cagey with every single question? Because I'll just start tapering them back a little bit if you don't want to talk. That's okay. Lots (laughs) of people don't want to talk. I've been here long enough. How long have you worked for Jaguar? Oh, Jaguar and I go way back. Uh, Like a hundred (laughs) years? Or like a decade? Give or take a few hundred years, of course. Hundreds of years? Jaguar helped me out of a tight spot, and, uh, you know, it kind of started as me owing them something. Uh, At least I thought I was owing them something, and then it, you know, came a bit more of a career. Ah. I had a knack for getting in scrapes, and uh, now I get in them 
Legally. Well, mostly legally. Well, that's all water under the bridge now. I like Jaguar. Gave me a chance. Not many employers like Jaguar in this world. Uh, find someone like that, you want to keep them close, you want to do the right thing. The least we could do is take down this ne'er-do-well down in old Cantaretta. Honestly, seems like an easy job. Don't know why they need three of us. Hmm. Are we, like... Is this one big mule? Yeah, yeah, like I said, Chucky takes flight mm-hmm. and picks up your basket, which carries all three of you and your supplies. Okay, I see. As if Chucky is the balloon of a hot air balloon. <laughs> yeah. Chucky's big. Chucky's, like, elephant-sized. Okay. So we love Chucky. We love Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> So I've started you all with lower supply than it's supposed to. I've started you all at, at two supplies. So, oh, yeah, and, basic, and by the way, you share supply. So if one of you shifts supply, all of you shift supply. So keep that in mind. It's the one okay. shared stat between all of you, oh. which right now is at two. Okay. By default, it's supposed to start at four, but I'm trying to manufacture some feeling of that you are you know, a little undersupplied at the moment. But if one of you, while you wait for Gree to catch up, uh, wants to look around for supplies in the stable that are available to you, you can roll to resupply, which is plus wits. I'm good at that. I guess I could try. Uh, what are you doing to try and find some stuff? Is there like chests around or like shelves or like a storage closet of some sort that might have supplies? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you can just look through these shelves and things. Most of the stuff is not pertinent to you right now or to the coming mission, but you can roll to see if you find anything useful. Roll plus wits. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to busy myself so that I don't have to like keep having a conversation with this person I hardly know. Yeah. I think that's really bad. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wait, Incredible. no, it's it's a mixed success. So it's a three on the D6 plus three. So that's six total. Nice. And then it's a five on the 10 on one and an eight on the other. So that is a mixed success, right? Because I beat five one. And an eight. But not yes, other. exactly. Exactly. Okay. Just making sure I understand. On a weak hit, you take up to two supply, but suffer minus one momentum for each. Your momentum's pretty low. This might be a rare occasion where you're fine not taking any supply here because momentum... Ryan just got minus one momentum and he's down to one moment. But it's up to you. I guess I will just accept defeat here that there's nothing useful to use. Okay, no worries. Gree arrives to the stable. Gree, you see this uh, big old... Vulture creature. Chucky. Well, I agree. Uh, just say bye to your kiddo. Uh, he, yeah. Goldie's an uh, old friend. Good friend of the family. What, uh, what did you lot figure out? Oh, we were just bonding. Cord and I are closer than two catfish in a skillet now. <laughs> I have a hard time believing that one. There's nothing useful here. <laughs> Except old Chucky. <laughs> well, that's quite good. All right. 
We about ready to head below? Yeah? I'm as ready as I'm gonna be. This one's real squirrely. Ha ha ha. Okie dokie. So you all get in this basket, this large kind of taxi basket. You have your supplies sort of tied to the sides. And Chucky takes flight. He grabs the handle of this basket with his huge scaly talons. And before you know it, you're soaring over old Cantaretta. This stable is right at the edge of town. Through the clouds, you can see the old city below and the rocky crevice where it was split in half. Because Cantaretta was the first sky city and it was only a partially successful experiment. Half of the city was raised into the sky, leaving a large portion of it largely abandoned, save for those without the means to afford life in the new world. Chucky soars downward, safely kind of gliding you down to the ground. Uh, Do you have any questions about, now that we have this kind of uh, bird's eye view of the area, any questions about what 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 it is like, what you see? Is it shaped like a butthole? Oh my god. That's a terrible <laughs> question. <laughs> also, don't use your character voice if you're asking. Oi, what she said. I'm practicing, like okay? A <laughs> Where's my map? You always draw some map. I want to see your map. <laughs> I have some map. <laughs> I don't have a map. <laughs> what? What is the biome? Ah. Is you know, what's it look like down there? Where what's can I buy some health potions? <laughs> what season is it? <laughs> also a good question. It is a good question. Probably early fall, kind of the maybe the dog days of summer. Dog days of summer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of looking at just sort of a forested, hilly area. You see fields of farmland. A lot of the farming is still done on the ground for the Sky City. To the south, you see the beach. There is a river that flows out of the craggy area where the Sky Island once was. And it flows to the ocean. Uh, But that's pretty far away, like a few days journey, maybe. Uh, And to the north, it gets kind of hillier. So think... I mean, you know, for lack of a better scripter, think kind of in between the foothills of the mount, like up north, like North Georgia, right? Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're up towards the Appalachian Mountains, but not quite in the foothills. How big is this like basket that we're in? Yeah, we're touching shoulders. <laughs> it's probably you're probably closer than you'd like to be, but you're not like on top of each other. If you were all normal sized, it would be comfortable, but two of you are large. <laughs> well, we got one small one that evens out. Are they playing big card again? We're definitely playing <laughs> big card. Uncomfortable. This is definitely the biggest card. I'm pretty sure I'm going to win this round. <laughs> I think I can find a bigger one. Oh my god. <laughs> I hope Jaguars is mad that we took their their big card bag. No, there's definitely one that just stays in the basket. Oh yeah, yeah. Time to kill. it's a travel big card. 
<laughs> it's magnetic. <laughs> <laughs> was it called big card or car or just card? It was just, card, it was but then we turned it into big card. I and I like big card. Do we like big card? I like big card. I love it. It, it turned into big card after you card. Just close your eyes and try to get <laughs> yeah. the big card. And every set has different size card. Like <laughs> you never know. You can mix <laughs> and match sets. It doesn't matter. No one ever knows if they won the game. (laughs) That's why it's a good travel game. It takes forever. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is all this campaign is about. (laughs) I know that I've been doing this job for a while, but have I like officially been to old Cantaretta? That's up to you. If you've done jobs for Jaguar, yes. Okay. I doubt you've been too far from old Cantaretta on the ground. You may mm-hmm. have been down to the, there's a there's a few towns uh, along the coast to the south. Um, you may have been down that way, but yeah, I would I would imagine you've at least been to old Cantaretta. Okay, I just like the idea of like standing on the edge of the basket, holding on to like one of the ropes or whatever is attached to chucky and like <laughs> like a pirate on top of their pirate ship no i mean you're young this is probably still very exciting for you even if you have yeah. been that totally makes sense all right this has to be the biggest card there cannot possibly oh, be a card God. any bigger than this you arrive flag sized <laughs> <laughs> well blasted uh, this this isn't a very big card at all I thought this card would be way bigger. (laughs) You arrived. You got me this time, my friend. Chucky carefully (laughs) places the basket uh, as carefully as he can. I imagine there's like a jostle when when he lets go of the basket, right? There's no perfect way to do this. But he lands you, and the employees of this place called The Hitch come out and start to stable Chucky. The Hitch is a tavern. It was once a beautiful concert hall, tavern, and inn, uh, but it's certainly seen better days. It's a relatively safe stop-in for travelers, but folks can't travel like they used to the way things are. Uh, Now it's more of a watering hole for local farmers and shadier types of people. Once Chucky gets all hitched up, you head inside. Uh, This is a decent place as any to gather information about your bounty. Inside, the saloon-style room has wall panels of faded colors that once may have fostered a lively atmosphere. Now, as the paint, the patrons of this room are downtrodden. Mumbled conversations behind large glass mugs fill the room like everything is a secret. The barkeep and owner of this establishment is Toos Neckel. Oh, you're gonna need to spell that one for like, me. Like, is he is he Toos Neckel? Like, that's a nope. Like, he has a problem with the amount of Sneckel that he is. <laughs> nope, nope. He's perfectly happy with the Sneckel. His name is T O O S E Toos. Okay. Neckel N E C K L E. And Tooseneckel is an old man who dresses in wrinkled finery. A moth-eaten vest over an old white shirt. The one thing offering life to the scene is that there happens to be a Joe Crumb performing this morning. Now, Joe Crumb, as I mentioned before, was the companion to Lottie Twig. However, the difference is no one knows if the real Joe Crumb is even still alive. 
No one's heard from him since he stopped traveling with Lottie so many decades ago. But his fleet of animated scarecrows still travel the land, sharing his folk songs and comforting the people of the old world. This one is tuning his guitar and begins speaking as soon as you lot walk in. Howdy, y'all. I'm Joe Crumb. I suppose many of you folk come here for the type of drink what might help you forget about your troubles. Back in my day, this was the type of place where a good adventure might have started. A good tavern is a confluence for folks of all different walks of life. Not as many travelers come through here these days, but here's a little song about a time long gone by, about a man who can't figure out who he is. One town, one mask. Another town, well, I'll make another mask. Why face a part of me? When I don't have to be anything at all. Calling it out, Joe Crumb's the big bad. <laughs> I'm a sweet old man. <laughs> I mean, he's one of the the two most important people we've met, so that's a pretty good call. <laughs> uh, I, I will head up to Toos at the bar. I think I know Toos well. Yeah, so we, in character creation, you each got three bonds. I gave you a free bond on top of that, which you're all bonded to Jaguar, which, by the way, mark that second tick if you haven't already. Uh, and I think I think each of you had one bond in mind, and I let you bank the other two. I think everybody did the same exact thing. The Andersons were Bree's bond, so we've already met one. But anyway, point being, if you meet a character like Toos and you want to decide that you have a bond with Toos, you can use one of your banked bonds without having to roll. Yeah, I mean, Toos is going to be a big, important character, right? I should probably mark Toos as a bond. So everyone's bond should look like an X. Or, yes. I guess, if Ryan's doing it the way he's doing it, I'm two, making two, of the, two of the four corners. <laughs> okay, so Cell is bonded to Toos. Yeah, let's go ahead and say that. I'll put that down. Toos. Tavern owner. The hitch owner. Owner? Bartender. Both. Yes. Proprietor. What do you say to Toos? Well, hey there, Toos. Been a long time. When'd you get yourself a simulacrum? <laughs> the fuck does that mean, man? <laughs> One of the uh, scarecrows. Oh, well, he's just, you know, passing through like the Joe crumbs tend to do. Well, it's nice to have a little liveliness in here, I won't lie. Other than you, that is. Yeah, sure is better than, you know, old Gus Nutley. <laughs> Nutley? <laughs> yeah, old Gus Nutley comes through here most days. I'm going to go ahead and mark a bond for <laughs> Gus Nutley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Gus, Gus, Nut- Gus Nutley, feel- plays, he, he plays mostly originals. I wish he'd do more I, covers, though. I feel like I rode with Gus Nutley, and I would die for that man. <laughs> now, listen, Gus Nutley has a lot of spirit. <laughs> he makes up in spirit what he lacks in talent. And, you know, the world needs a little bit more of that. Well, sure, I just wish my singers had talent and my friends yeah. had spirit. I don't need my friend. 
He needs to pay his bar tab. Can I make Gus Nutley a bond? <laughs> oh my God. You, you can, Damn sure. Working a bond. Gus Nutley, bad musician. I know <laughs> Gus Nutley, and I would die. He also him. doesn't play an instrument. <laughs> he just gets <laughs> up and sings out of key. He case. makes <laughs> all the noises with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a giga. What do you call him? <laughs> He's a uh, beatboxer. A, a fantasy wow. beatboxer. Speaking of friends, I'm not exactly down here on, uh, you know, friendly business. I'm down here on business business. Well, shit, yeah, you ain't got many friends. What's what's Who's these guys with you now? Uh, they're my trainees. I'm taking them along on a Excuse quest with me. Excuse me. Well, Gray, I, I seen you time or two before. How how you doing over there? You want a you want a beer, man? <laughs> What's this dude's name? Toose. 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 Toose is loose. Oh God! Oh, the Toose is loose. No, I'm working. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so two two beers. Uh, what about you, little little thing? You old enough to drink? Oh, Lilomi, she doesn't drink. Oh no, I know Lilomi. Oh, you mean? Oh, you mean this? Uh, this, this little the, angry one here. This weird little thing here, cross. I don't know what she does. She's got her arms, got her arms crossed. Cord meet Toos. Cord is uh, <laughs> helping us out today, and Toos is uh, the proprietor of this here establishment. Okay. Nice to meet you, Toos. I'm not a trainee. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. If, if whatever, I'm on this bar for for so so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> do you want a beer or not? I ain't no drinking age here. I'm not gonna ID you. What? What do you want a beer? May I have a glass of milk? <laughs> Milk. Milk. I didn't even want to say it that way. Damn. It's like 85 degrees outside. You sure you want milk? Yes. I mean, I got milk. Here's a glass of milk. Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that is two milk, and that will get you by the fuck up. (laughs) No, it's not like from him by any means. It's like his concoction that he makes. He's got milk in it, that's for sure, but the rest of it is pure alcohol. Yeah, she ain't old enough for two milk. Scott, <laughs> that God, God. delete yourself from this podcast. <laughs> what a good time we're having here. <laughs> what could two snackle do for y'all? Well, I need to stop crying before I can talk to you again. <laughs> what what I say to make you cry, old friend? Is it goat milk? I only drink goat milk. <laughs> what? What a weird stance for that to be. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's goat milk in the sense that it's the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Stop being so funny so I can collect myself. What can Two Snackle do for y'all? <laughs> <laughs> now, Two I'm so glad that you asked. We are looking for a certain somebody pretending to be somebody else and causing a little bit of a ruckus down here in old Cantaretta. Okay, all right. There's a lot of ruckus happening around here these days. 
you seen any ruckus having to do with someone wearing like a uh, ill-fitting helmet or anything like that? Maybe wearing uh, crimson or, you know, red. Oh, I, be- I believe it was a bucket. Yeah, like a, you know, a red bucket. Seen anything like that, Toos? You did say a bucket, right? <laughs> yeah. Bucket. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, but it's I a bucket helmet. Yeah, yeah. It's a bucket shaped helmet. It's a cylindrical helmet. He's not wearing a bucket. It's not a yeah. bucket. <laughs> I mean, it might. I mean, it might, it be, might be as, as a knockoff. Yeah. But oi, Deuce, uh, anyone, anyone come through acting as a authority figure that you haven't quite been familiar with? Well, yeah, one of them knights came through, and he was, uh, we've conscripted him to to, to protect us from all the bad stuff that's been happening. You know, lots of, there's some, you know, you call them 'er ne'er-do-wells, you call them whatever you like, but some of them been causing trouble just here. They've been trying, they tried to done rob me, and he came along, and he, he, he done, he done stopped them. They were wearing masks and everything, and he stopped them, and, and uh, they, he gets paid by the watch. He's a good fellow. He protects us from bad stuff. What did he look like? Well, like you said, he was wearing that bucket helmet. Oh, shit. Wearing a helmet on his head. You couldn't see his face. That's the whole thing with these Knights of Blood, the Knights of Blood Fruit. Did he give a name? That's a damn good question, Gree. That's a very good question, Gray. Uh, unfortunately, I am drunk out of my mind, if I do not remember. <laughs> I told you not when I'm working. Celeste McGriddleson, I'll tell you call you, I'll tell you by your real name to tell you that I'm upset with you. I'm only loose tooth after work. <laughs> His name is Sir John Neal. Jordan Peel. <laughs> Sir Jordan Peel. Jordan Peel. All right. Jordan Peel. He said to those criminals, he said, get out. <laughs> he said, us. Us? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's making Jordan Peel jokes. I feel like oh. we're moving backwards here, too. Uh, Sir Jordan Peel. <laughs> Jordan Peel. We're not trying to stop your protection or nothing. We just need to check old Jorneal's credentials, make sure he's on the up and up. You know where he might be hanging his bucket? This sounds like a gather information role. You are so much easier to understand right now, too, cities. Like <laughs> night and day, I swear. Yeah, sorry. Is, I had something in my throat earlier. Yeah, popcorn kernel. <laughs> I get it. Is there a way I can help him? Yes, actually. So, Because uh, I feel like we're both doing some prying here. You can aid your ally in this game by rolling the secure an advantage move. And secure an advantage is a move you should familiarize yourself with because if you find yourself failing a lot, you might want to try to secure advantage before you do something. So anyway, to aid your ally, when you secure an advantage and direct support of an ally and score a hit, they, instead of you, take the benefits of the move. So secure an advantage is when you assess a situation, make preparations, or attempt to gain leverage, envision your action and roll. And it's the same deal, depending on what you do, determines the rating you're rolling with. So tell me how you're trying to secure an advantage in this conversation for your good friend, Celeste. Uh, I feel like mine is with charm, right? 
I mean, I'm just using my words. Yeah, give me a little charm. Give me a little suavecito here. <laughs> Toos, me and my friends here, we're... This night may have been a part of uh, some some things that we don't quite understand and we would like to. Okay, roll plus heart. Okay. Okay, I got a six plus three. And then on the wow. D10s, I got an eight and a three. So that's a nine against an eight and a three. So that's a full success. Our first strong hit. So you gain advantage in the situation. Choose one, either take control, which so you would be giving plus one to this gather information role, or you can prepare to act, which is take plus two momentum. So you either choose to get some of your momentum back or give plus one to your bud. Uh, yeah, I'll give him plus one. Okay. All right. Well, then, Celeste, Give me a plus wits roll. You're conducting an investigation, asking questions, following a track, or searching an area. Okay, so if I share a bond with the person, I add another plus one. Yes, if you act within a community or ask questions of a person with whom you share a bond, add plus one. Wonderful. So you get plus two in addition to your plus wits. So my action score is six. And my challenge dice are four and eight. So on a weak hit, the information complicates your quest or introduces a new danger. Envision what you discover. Uh, oh, that's my job. Envision what you discover <laughs> is for, yeah, if we were playing GM-less. But you do get plus one momentum. Wonderful. How? You, what did you ask him? Uh, if he knows where he is. I'm right here. No, if he knows where the Sir Humperdinck is. What's his name? <laughs> Sir Humperdinck? Sir Jarnell. 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 No, I think it's Humperdinck now. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Jarnell Humperdinkle. Humperdinkle <laughs> Humperdinkle. I think you're getting a little off the plot there. Uh, oh, to, oh. You know where Jarnell might be shacking up? D well, dang, man. He, he comes by to help us when we... I get. He just asked for a, a. He just asked for a running tarot. He doesn't need to pay here as long as he helps us out. He's a good. He's a good man. He's a good boy. And I told you before too. So we're just trying to check his credentials. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, ain't trying to do anything nefarious. Yeah, but uh, so I don't know where he stays. I do know uh, that I think I. I think he made his. He had his helmet. He had his helmet made. Uh, at the black at the blacksmith down down in down in the way. Well, hell yeah, Toos. I appreciate this information greatly. You always are a uh, font of local knowledge. Cadgis. Cadgis. Yeah, Cadgis. The black. Cadgis Clay. Nope. Can't do that. <laughs> Why not? Because <laughs> <laughs> he he uses steel, not clay. He's not a potter. <laughs> Cadges Steel. Cadges Steel. <laughs> what? Cadges Steelman. Cadges Steelman. <laughs> Were you recently given any sort of medication that you have not been taken? <laughs> <laughs> you 
want to go talk to Kaja Stillman. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and phonetically spell Kaja Stillman. It's Stillman. Okay. While they're talking, I kind of want to survey the scene here Ooh. in the bar and see if I see any especially shady looking characters. Okay. Or any bucket hats. <laughs> I think that this is also going to be a gather information. Well, they're all distracted. Same deal when you search an area, ask questions, conduct an investigation, or follow a track, roll plus wits. If you act within a community or ask questions of a person with whom you share a bond, add plus one. Which I wouldn't. I'm not. Right. Okay. Five plus three, so that's eight. And a six and a ten. Okay, so that's a mixed success, a weak hit. Yeah. The information complicates your quest or introduces a new danger. Okay. Uh, oh, you do get plus one momentum, so add your, bring your momentum up to three. Ooh. You look around the bar and you notice a table of three figures and they are close-ish to the bar where you all are standing and they are listening you can tell they are listening in and one of them has brandished a knife and you can tell they look very tense can i discreetly nudge whoever's close to me i guess sell Cells right up on the bar, I would say closer to you is Gree. Oh, yeah, because he was having a beer, too. Okay, I want to discreetly nudge Gree. And I'm trying to point with my beady eyes. <laughs> well, I get it. You don't trust me. It's fine. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh. I don't think they're happy to see us. All right. Well, uh. I'll tell you right now, young one, get used to it. <laughs> How you doing there, fella? Gree, as you turn to talk to these guys, I think, Cord, you're, you're acting with deception, stealth, or trickery, trying to quietly let your companions know of this oncoming threat. So let's have you secure an advantage and roll plus shadow. And if you get that plus one forward, you can... Granite to Gree's next roll, if you'd like. So this is plus shadow? Yes. Do you need to read it? Do you, you don't trust me? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where does it say stealth or trickery? It was confusing. Okay. My shadow is plus two. That's another five on the D6. That's... <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's Hold two on, tens this could be on the D10s. Two tens on the D10s and a seven on the D6. Ooh, that should have been really good, but it wasn't. (laughs) These D10s are killing you all today. Yeah, this game's a real dick. (laughs) (laughs) I thought they were D8s. Why aren't they D8s? I keep looking at it like, oh, hell yeah, I rolled a 10. Then I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck, I rolled oh. a 10. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gree, you turn around and start to try and charm your way out of this, and you are 
essentially met face to face with one of these dudes. And they're certainly not as tall as you are, but they are strong people. One of them has smashed his mug on the table to kind of like, uh, the handle is still intact. It's made kind of like this wild glass knuckle situation. The other one has that knife. And then another is just readying some fisticuffs. Oi there, fellas. <laughs> what brings you here? I drink at this bar every day. <laughs> what brings you here? Then you won't mind if I catch you a drink? Yeah. We got drinks already. We don't like that you're asking questions about certain subjects, city slickers. Uh, like drinks? Like ask... Like at now I'm stealing your yeah, accent. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel good, does it? <laughs> like asking about the good night that protects our town from people like you. I don't know nothing about no good night that protects a town. Bartender, you mind if we grab around? Gree, I don't I don't want any trouble with these with these folks. They're good patrons. Uh, why don't you just uh I don't know that they they need any more drinks. The guy is essentially holding his knife to your throat now, Gree. Uh, but if you want to try and charm him down, I'm sure there's a move for this. Yeah, I feel like you're trying to compel this fella. So when you attempt to persuade someone to do something by buying him around, I assume you're trying to get him to resolve this peacefully. And it sounds like you're trying to charm, pacify, barter, or convince. So I think this is rolling plus heart, if that's what you'd like to do. All right. God. Damn it. <laughs> is that a mixed success at least? <laughs> no. No, oh, it's fucking no. not. I rolled two nines on the D10s. Oof. Oof, a doofa. <laughs> okay. And I rolled a fucking, like, total eight on my D6. It's close, but no cigar. That's a miss. This guy doesn't like you coming into his town you're asking questions about stuff he doesn't want you to ask questions about and he doesn't want to take you up on your offer so i need you all to roll to enter the fray fuck well this didn't go well roll initiative one oh my man. god you're the weirdest <laughs> human being i've ever met another town <laughs> well, i'll make another yes <laughs> why face a part of me when I don't have to be anything at all. One dream, one sunset, another dream. Well, I haven't had it yet. Why face that part of me till I have to be anything at all? Like the wind through blackwood trees Just north of Canaretta Stay ahead of your worries Keep the pace and never let up I'll never let up
myself Another town Snacking on some snail shells Why face that part of me When I don't have to be Anything at all Like the barriers That scurry Through the woods of Sleepy Greta Stay ahead of Your worries Keep that pace and Never let up I'll never let up Someday I'll see it all And I'll have to circle back Till then each new day is a feather in the cap And the wind is at my back One town, one mask Another town, well, I'll wear another mask Why face a part of me When I don't have to be anything at all Finally, in walks the papyrus. The the papyrus. The papyrus. And they say (laughs) angrily (laughs) because they're just paper. I get it. Yeah, thanks. Is is papyrus anything like paper pirates or fruit pirates? They only steal paper. No, it's fruit ninjas versus yeah. papy- <laughs> fruit ninjas versus papyrus. <laughs> I'm deleting no, all my the- plans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is it. We're gonna team up with the order of the blood fruit against the papyrus. <laughs> Ooh, 